0: Okay, so we are jumping back into episode 2 of the struggle. Now listen, before naming this whole kind of journey of Joseph's life, the struggle, um I think now things are really going to start to click as we dive into the second part of his life, but also just ironically like I feel that, you know, he's an example of someone who despite all odds and despite the situations in his life and the things that happened to him like you know it doesn't mean that there isn't struggle and I think that's really you know another point that I want to kind of share is that There's beauty in the things that God can do in your life, you know? There's beauty in how he can, like, take—I think I mentioned this last time. He can take the mess and he can make a masterpiece. He can take the chaos and create a symphony. He can do all of these mighty things because he is good, right? And he's able— and it, it also doesn't remove the fact that it can be a struggle for us, that it can be difficult for us, right? And sometimes um, we're put in predicaments that are there to like challenge us and to really see like, okay, what is actually inside of you? Like what is actually happening in you? And so um, one of the things that when we dive into the second part of Joseph's life um, that I wanna really make clear here is There is a such thing as light and darkness, right? There are things that come into our lives that want to, you know, bless us, that want to encourage us, lift us up and, you know, bring us into a newness, bring us into this space of, um, you know, just having a sound mind and having peace and having hope and having joy and having all of these fruits, right? Um, The Bible calls us the fruits of the spirit. And so um, there's light right? But there's also darkness, right? Like there's also dark times, right? Like there's also heavy emotions, heavy addictions, heavy, um, you know, things that are blocking, that seem to block our way or, you know, things can never seem to go right or, oh man, I'm, ba- I'm battling this and I just came out of this. Why am I going through this again and again? And so with that acknowledgement, um, the Bible is very clear that, you know, there is, a, there is an enemy in our life right like there is someone who is literally plotting and scheming to try to find ways to keep you off track to try to find ways for you not to know the truth not to know your identity you know not to know the promises and the truth of God over your life right um there's a there's a story in the bible that talks about this analogy with different seeds that are sown. You know, some seeds, a farmer, he casts out these seeds and some seeds, they fall on like stone, on, on, on stony ground. But then, you know, some kind of go to the wayside, but some actually go into good soil, right? And and, and the, the seeds that kind of go on these rocks or that go on the, on the wayside, um, birds will come and eat them up, right? Because in our lives, similarly, sometimes when light is trying to enter in, the enemy of our life will try to do everything that he can so that we won't be able to receive the truth right we won't be able to we won't be able to receive what it is that god is actually trying to do in us because the 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 devil's trying to steal something from you right and so in the same way it's like you know maybe you know swallowing the idea of um christianity makes you feel weird or makes you feel uncomfortable and you know, maybe you experienced some strange situations, some, you know, real, crazy, weird, bizarre things that kind of, um, you know, scarred you or hurt you or, or maybe disappointed you, right? Um, and, and hey, that's not um, uncommon, you know? That's not an uncommon thing, even for people that are, you know, fully invested in this space, right? But um, the one thing to note is that uh, The devil doesn't want you to have joy, doesn't want you to have a peace of mind, doesn't want you to really understand the love of God for your life. So he's gonna do everything that he can um, to turn you away from that and to use certain situations to turn you away, right? Um, And so sometimes you don't see what's actually happening because we're only paying attention to what we can see and we're gonna see that in Joseph's life. Like, a lot of what was going on in his life was crazy, right, Um, and it's easy to just look at what we can see but but there's another piece to it. There's a whole orchestra of things that are happening behind the scenes. Listen, you thought it was a coincidence that time you were driving in that car with that one friend, and you know you guys, you know, I don't know. It could have been a situation that could have gone really worse. There could have been an accident. There could have been a situation that went a lot worse, and you didn't realize that on that very day your life was saved you didn't realize it on that very moment when when you were in a certain circumstance where you should have gone to that one you know place you should have gone to that one party you should have gone to that one club you should have gone to that one place and for whatever reason you weren't able to make it or whatever reason it didn't happen you didn't realize something was actually protecting you that day so in the same way that we can't always see you know the things that God is doing in our lives in the same way we tend to not always acknowledge or see what the devil's doing in our lives but promising thing is that when we're in God, when we're trying, you know, we're, we're genuinely just like, God, like, I don't know what the future is. I don't even know what it is that I'm doing, but I just pray that you're with me. You know, I just pray that you're walking through this struggle with me. God promises that he will never leave, that he will never forsake, that he is always fighting for you, that he is literally um, orchestrating in, in behind the scenes and the things that don't make sense to you right now, but maybe one day will in the future. He is turning those dark places into a garden. He is working through the struggle. He is working through the pain. He's working through the disappointment. He is working through because he never stops working for you he never stops working in your life and so let's dive into the the rest of joseph's life here part two of joseph's story okay so we are in genesis chapter 39 okay joseph has been sold off by his brothers he is in this land he's in this foreign place he doesn't it's completely opposite of what he's used to he's completely out of his comfort zone his situation his whole world has completely changed he's separated from the people that are the closest to him and his dad currently thinks that he's dead that an animal killed him this, this is the situation that we're in. Now, as I'm explaining this part of the story, keep in mind that this is like a time frame of 20 years, right? Approximately 20 years, okay? So so we're at just the beginning of this 20 years, but as I go through this, keeping in mind this is in a timeline of 20 years. So Genesis chapter 39, starting in verse 1, uh, So then Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, a captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the hand of the Ishmaelites. This is the people that Joseph was originally, or was sold to at some point. And now this, not ironically, but let's just say that for now, ironically, uh, the person that's going to purchase Joseph, that's taking Joseph in as a slave, happens to be the general the captain of the guard a pharaoh and at the time right like Think of the most powerful person that's leading a nation, right? This is Pharaoh. This is, like, king, kingship kind of thing, right? Like, they believed Pharaoh to essentially be the equivalent of God. Like, they really believed that Pharaoh controlled the sun. And so when they would wake up in the morning, they would praise Pharaoh because they believed that Pharaoh was the one that, you know, made the sun rise and all these different things. So, anyways, Joseph is now in this person's, um, you know, Uh, control if I could say that and so verse two and the Lord um was with Joseph and he was pros and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian I always find this interesting this part uh this verse in particular because Joseph is in a situation that nobody wants to be in he was just betrayed by the people that he um you know arguably loved the most um that he should have had his back but didn't and so he's he's left for dead almost and he's sold as a slave and he kind of gets passed on a bit and he eventually lands in this foreign place he's essentially kidnapped this is really what's happening here right um for, foreign language everything is completely different um and yet in verse two it says in this crazy predicament in this crazy situation verse 2 says and the lord was with joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the egyptian doesn't that sound like a contradiction so he's in this house he has no like free will but uh, basically he's not like he doesn't have the same rights as everybody else he's under this kind of like rule ship but yet god it says that yet god was with him so much so that like even in this weird situation joseph somehow was still prosperous like in whatever he did whatever task he had whatever whatever obligation whatever was bestowed upon him he prospered in it interesting verse three and his master the, the one that bought him the captain of the guard saw that the Lord was with Joseph, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Okay, so, so this foreign Egyptian—and I'm just using the term "foreign"—foreign foreign from the perspective of Joseph's culture, right? That 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 um, kind of like uh, Hebrew uh, uh, background, and, and now looking at it this in terms of an Egyptian, was able, right? someone who essentially probably didn't necessarily believe in the same God as, as Joseph did, could see that there was something happening in Joseph. Like though he was a slave, though he was in this situation, there's something about Joseph that is emitting like a, a, a godliness, a holiness. Like there's something else going on here. So much so that this Egyptian guard noticed and, and, and kind of acknowledged like, okay, Whoever this God is that he believes in is is with him because everything that he's doing, he he's, he, he's, I've never seen anyone compared to, 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 to Joseph. The, the way that he works, the way that he does things, how he manages things. It's, it's brilliant. It's excellent. It's amazing. Right? And so in verse four, the Bible says, and Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made Joseph this overseer, like this ruler, basically the boss of the house, over all that he had, um, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. This was now a like a home that was, you know, prospering, was doing well, was was well to off that was th- th- there was, you know, um no uh, bad situations happening in this household. It was a blessed household because Joseph was there. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field and he left all that he had in joseph's hand right the 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 captain of the guard to the point that he didn't even know how much he really had because he just trusted that joseph would take care of it right like he trusted him to the point of like here take care of my finances take care of the food take care of whatever the situations the responsibilities of the household i trust you right so he went from Uh, a low situation to now a high situation which again is interesting because you think back to this dream right that Joseph had where he saw himself as the star and these other stars essentially bowing down to him and this bundle of wheat and 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 all the other bundles of wheat bowing down to him and I'm I'm curious if at this point in time Joseph might have thought hey Is this the dream you know is this it is was this the blessing that god was talking about that like i'm in this situation but yet god you know is gonna give me favor with this master and he's gonna just put me in charge of his things like i'm wondering if there was a point where joseph thought maybe this is it right um which is crazy because usually you you do not trust other people with your things It, it does not happen right um. So this escalation happens. This, I don't know, promotion. Call it what you will. Happens. Okay. Now, whenever something is happening in your life, you have to also understand that the Bible calls the devil right, similar to like a like a lion. Okay. You seen those like National Geographic movies, right? Um, where. A lion, when it's look, uh, trying to attack its prey, it, it doesn't actually attack immediately. No, because it doesn't want its prey, A, to see that it's there, to see that it's that it's him that is coming. And, and the enemy is the same way, right? He, he will come into the form of light. He'll come into a, a, a certain form and present himself to you in a way where you actually can't see him. You actually can't see that it's him. But he's watching you, and he's waiting for an opportune time, like a lion, to come in when he sees that you're weak, when he sees that you're the most down, when he sees that you're the most depressed, when he sees that you're the most disappointed, when he sees that you've been knocked over by life, he comes in, and he tries to prey on that weakness. And look what happens here. So the guard leaves him in charge of everything, Joseph is in charge of everything, and now the Bible says in verse 6, watch what happens. He he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not what he had, right? And then it says, and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Um, You know, we could also say that, let's just say Joseph was, you know, he was a good looking guy. He was a good looking dude, right? He was a good looking, handsome, young person, right? Um, and then verse 7, watch what happens. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife, so the wife of the captain of the guard, she started lusting after Joseph and, and and actually trying to pursue him in a romantic, intimate fashion, okay? Now, look, this obviously could spark different ideas here, different things, but just keeping in mind that, okay, Joseph's a young guy right um separated from his family separated from his home separated from so many things it could have been so easy right because he had such trust like the captain of the guard literally was like I'll leave you alone even with my own wife like you could be left alone do whatever you want right for him to now be in a situation where this wife could 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 essentially try to um pursue joseph and nobody else really know he had every ability to do this thing he had every ability to to succumb to this request to succumb to this place right listen the enemy doesn't test you when you're at your you know strongest he comes purposely when you're at your most vulnerable now listen this is this is a good bible um kind of teaching here as well moment so so this 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 woman is, is basically like uh, trying to pursue him. And then in verse eight, it says, but he refused. And he said unto his master's wife, my master, so the captain of the guard, would would not want this, right, with, with me in the house. And, and he said, you know, um, he's given me everything that I have right now. There is no greater in the house than me because of him. He has not kept anything back from me except you because you are his wife. So then how can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And it came to pass in verse 10 as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he that he didn't he didn't succumb to her and she kept saying Sleep with me, sleep with me, sleep with me, sleep with me. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house. Okay, so this is days, 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 days. Listen, he had every opportunity to do this. This is is the point I'm trying to make here, okay? (laughs) He had every opportunity to just, no one was watching. No one was looking. He could have done this, whatever, right? But it's interesting that he said, I can't do this thing and sin against God. He didn't say, oh, I can't do this thing. I can't sin against you or your husband. I can't sin against God because he's like, yeah, no one can see me, but God can see me, right? And so imagine this wife keeps pursuing, keeps pursuing, keeps pursuing him. And he keeps refusing, right? And it got to a point in verse 11 that at one point he went back into the house and he was doing his business. And there was no one there, no guards, no other people, no other officials in the home. It was just him. And then the wife, she caught him by his garment. She grabbed onto, okay, let's just say like his jacket or the thing that he was wearing. Trying to force him now in a situation to, you know, lie with her, to go to bed with her. And you know what he did? He left his garment in her hand and he ran. And he left he ran. Listen, this is this is the reason the reason I'm saying this leads to an interesting Bible verse because the Bible talks about like um like sexual sin, right? And 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 how like th- this is not something that you actually try to fight on your own. It's something you actually flee. Because the, the the temptation of it, right? Listen, David looked at Bathsheba once, saw her once, okay, uh, bathing on the top of the balcony, and everything came crashing down for him, right? It, it took one, just oh, I, I, let me just look, or let me just no, I'll just I'll just look, or I'll just, and and, and in this moment, it, it, the Bible talks about how like you know if you flee from the enemy, right? You you can if you if you turn to God, submit to God, flee from the enemy. It, I mean, um. Uh, deny the enemy rebuke the enemy um don't give in to what the enemy is doing flee and, and the enemy will literally flee from you and it's like you know in, in Proverbs it talks about run away from these situations don't try to fight it don't try to wrestle it with oh I'm gonna just go to the club but like I'm not gonna dance with nobody or oh I'm gonna just go to this party but I'm not gonna hook up with nobody or I'm gonna go here but I'm not gonna don't even go don't even be there because you ain't as strong as you think you are right like He man's had to literally run because no, you right? Like this woman was now putting her hands on him and like again he's a young dude, he's a young guy. Like you can't say that he's not tempted here. He he doesn't feel a type of way, right? Um and so the fact that he ran, that that's a biblical teaching there. But basically, um he left, okay? He didn't do anything wrong, mind you, okay? But watch what happens in this situation, okay. Uh, So, we're tracking down and we go to verse 13. So, at this point, Joseph has, he ran out of the house, okay? But the wife still has jacket in her hand, okay? I'm just calling it jacket. But And then it says in verse 13, It came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled, that she called unto the men of her house and spoke unto them, saying, See, he has brought in a Hebrew onto us to mock us. He came in trying to sleep with me and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I was raising my voice and cried that he left his jacket with me and he ran and he got out. And she laid up his jacket by her until the captain of the guard came home. So she snitched on the man, on something that the man did not do. Now, this is gonna be interesting when we dissect his the, the story of his life further because um, he could have done this, right? And that could have led to a whole other scenario, but he didn't do this, but yet he's being framed. Now, again, something he did not deserve. And and listen, he was, everything was kind of going good. Yes, he was a slave. Yes, he was not free. Yes, he was not with his family. But things were starting to, like, look good. And then all of a sudden, this happens. The last thing he needs, right, for something he didn't even do, right? So she plans this scheme. And then all of a sudden, um, the captain of the guard, uh, you know, she's telling the guards, this is what happened. This is what happened, right? And then um, she tells the story again, right? Um, And and, and listen how she said, that Hebrew servant, talking like so, like just trying to put him in his place. Like this, you know, this person beneath us, just just trying to really... um, disrespect him to the most right didn't even say him by name right So let's imagine like you're talking about someone you're like that you know i don't know th- th- that jewish person or th- th- that um you know whatever the term is right but in, obviously in a, in a in a derogatory way um and so when he heard of this when the master um heard of this you know what he did the master was so angry verse 20 he took him and he put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bond and he was there in the prison. So Joseph cannot seem to catch a break. This man is trying to do everything that he's supposed to do to the point that, you know, he finds favor, he finds grace in the situation. Things are sort of starting to look up. Maybe this is God's dream for him. He doesn't know. And then boom, all of a sudden, things just got worse. Now he's in prison, okay? Prison. There was no trial. There was no, let's see what actually. No, because she held, a, the wife held the p- position of authority and spoke over him. And now he's in prison, okay? So now he's in prison, specifically the prison that he's in. This is the prison that belongs to the king's prisoner, okay? King of Egypt, all right? And so things got worse, things got worse, right? And listen, that that's our life sometimes, right? Things seem to be getting worse, to worse, to worse, to worse, because he's in prison, he's not getting out. Like this is not like a, oh, you know, serve time for, no, he's in prison, okay? Probably a life sentence, whatever, right? And it's just like, man, what is, he, imagine how Joseph must have been feeling, Right? Imagine what is going on in his mind. What is going on in this space? And this is why I like looking at Joseph's life in particular because I'm like, when things are going messed up in my own life, when things are not going to the way that I think things should be going, or when it seems like things are getting worse and worse and worse, I'm like, okay, he must have felt that, right? He must have had that. He's human, he's not a superhero, right? He must have felt that. And so, listen, what we're going to find out eventually is that it is not an accident who Joseph was placed around. Even though there was this deliberate attempt, okay, to ruin him, essentially to leave him for dead, to, 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 you know, who was he? Leave him on the side of the road, right? God still was orchestrating even though there was evil attempt against him okay even though things were getting worse and worse and worse what the enemy was trying to do in his life god could actually use to position him to be where he needed to be to fulfill the dream that god gave him okay now listen this is the thing god knows who he is putting you around You might be be like, oh, why was I in that situation? Why did I meet that person? What was that situation? Blah, 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 blah. God knows who he is putting you around. It's the same thing with Moses, okay? When Moses was born, his mom um, had to let him go in a river. Why? Because there was this um, exile happening, this exodus of boys around a certain age that... People were going around. It was a law that they were murdering these boys. That was the king's law, and so you know uh, Moses' mom couldn't keep Moses, and, and as a baby, she put him in a, like a crate and, and 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 just prayed and hoped that you know this is better than him potentially being captured and murdered and and let him go into this water and all of a sudden he lands up by pharaoh's daughter and pharaoh's daughter sees him and and, and takes him in and has compassion on him listen god knows who he's putting around you even though the situation was crazy with the general in the egyptian's house the fact that did the general who was an egyptian had favor on joseph was a miracle okay so god puts people in your life who will have the exact key that you need whether it's compassion whether it's grace whether it's favor whatever it is even the negative things that you think is negative because you are in God because you are aligned according to his plans and purpose he will see you through and that's why it doesn't matter what so and so thinks about you it doesn't matter what they say about you it doesn't matter because God's plan will always overcome all the other plans right now listen we're going to speed through this a little bit, but I really encourage you to read this story, okay? But he's now in prison, okay? We're still in Genesis 39 chapter 20. He's in prison now, okay? Verse 21. Bible says, "But the Lord was with Joseph." Ah, there it is again. "And showed him mercy and gave him favor." in the sight of the keeper of the prison now he's in this prison but yet now he's getting favor with the you know the keeper of the the guard of the prison and now the guard of the prison is giving you know him privileges and different things and he's finding grace and mercy and i can imagine that joseph feels like god what are you doing what is going on right and so he finds himself in this predicament now watch watch this Now, the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all of the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was um, basically the leader of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So the, the keeper of the guard, the same way Potiphar, you know, the, the guard of the captain trusted uh Joseph completely, trusted him completely. He led, he guided the whole prison, he was doing everything, and everything he did, he made to prosper. And the and the keeper, the the the, the, the gatekeeper of the guard, uh the guard of the, the prison trusted. Joseph. Now, this is what happens while he's in prison. Okay, years pass by, years pass by, okay. While he's in prison, the people that he is around start to begin to have dreams, okay? Now one of the people that begins to have dreams is a chef. Was it was it was a chef, right, of um the king, right? Of of, of of Pharaoh, okay? And the and the other one was a uh, butler right of pharaoh and they were put into prison um and when they were put into prison they had these dreams at at different points in time and these dreams were really bizarre now again I I mentioned this in the first episode when the bible is uh, talking about dreams they're not talking about like oh I was like in inception No, no no it's like like it is believed and known that there was a spiritual kind of Thing happening here because the dream was strange. It was peculiar. It it was weird, right? And so during this time when people would have dreams, they would literally need interpreters to come and explain to them, hey, what does this dream mean, right? Now the dreams that they have are different. The butler and and the chef. The butler has a particular dream. Tells the dream to Joseph because Joseph sees him and he's like, what's going on? You guys, you guys look kind of sad. Like, what's happening? They tell him the dream. He interprets both of the dreams okay one is actually a dream that uh kind of exemplifies or is used as a metaphor to signify that one of them will actually be restored to their original position before they were thrown in prison however the other one will you know uh succumb to like a death and and be um, put to death essentially And so he tells his dream, but sometime, he interprets the the dream, I mean, and sometime goes past, and then eventually, this actually happens. Within three days. So within three days, this actually happens. It's Pharaoh's birthday. This is verse uh, twenty, right, of, of of chapter forty in Genesis. And so it comes to pass, and and he has this 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 ritual that he does where he lets certain people out of prison on his birthday for whatever reason, right? And so he restores the chef, um, you know, onto what he needs to be doing, um, and then he he hung the other the other one, right? So he said he restored the chief. Uh, sorry, he restored the chief um butler um onto his butlership but then he hung the the chief baker right just as joseph had interpreted right and so um before this actually happened joseph said to them like hey when this does happen because he believed it to be from god he believed that it was gonna happen even though they were still in prison he's like hey when this does happen please just remember me like please just you know speak of me and, and you know tell that like i interpreted this dream like i'm in here falsely accused like please speak of me and get what happened when the butler was um you know reinstated he he did not remember joseph but forgot him so now joseph is still left in the prison okay so but this is not a loss because look what else happens at a particular point in time pharaoh ends up having a dream but when Pharaoh has a dream, he calls up his like, you know, sorcerers and the people who do magic and whatever. And, and none of them can interpret this dream that he has. Right. It's like this horrific dream. Man can't sleep. Man can't eat. It's, it's something that's really impacting him. And so in that moment, when it's this person who's super important, right, God can even use other people while you feel like you're in prison. Listen So, so Pharaoh has this dream, crazy dream, crazy dream, can't understand it, can't, no one can interpret it, nobody can. And then all of a sudden, the butler's like, oh, hey, I remember this Hebrew guy. That was in the prison with me, and 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 I had a dream, and, and, and the other chief baker had a dream, and 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 he said that we would be restored, that I would be restored to my place and my position, but the other one would be put to death, and it actually happened within three days. It happened just as he interpreted it. He's a true interpreter. Call upon him, and he will interpret the dream for you. And so Pharaoh was so like, you know, desperate. He was like, yes, pull him up. I want to talk to him. Whatever it is, right. So, they pull up Joseph, listen! They pull up Joseph from prison, they clean him up because his beard and everything, and they clean him up, they wash him, whatever, whatever, and they present him to Pharaoh. Okay, so now Joseph is in front of Pharaoh, one of the most important people, okay, in this region. Like master or king whatever right um and 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 so pharaoh's like i've tried everything that i can this is a dream but nobody can interpret it and he looks to joseph and joseph says it is not in me god shall give pharaoh an answer of peace so he's like hey it's not actually me it's god in me that can interpret this dream and still so joseph must have had okay his mindset must have he must have been so scared he's like oh my gosh i'm finally out of prison i don't know what they want from me god i hope you pull through like he must have been anxious right but he had a faith to believe like not nah, like god is able to interpret this is nothing god has shown me so many different things i got if he can do that with these this butler situation and whatever else i know he can interpret your dream too that's the faith that he had. So Joseph had a mindset of faith. So Joseph ends up interpreting the dream and Pharaoh found this interpretation to be acceptable. Now listen what happens in verse 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all of his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the spirit of God is. Now he's also acknowledging this God, right? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all of this, there is none so discreet and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and according unto your word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set over you all of the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it onto Joseph's hand. Right. And then it says that in verse, you know, he gave him all of these different things and bestowed all these different things upon him. And then it says, and, and and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without you shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all of the land of Egypt. And then he gave Joseph a new name. And then Joseph was 30 years old. Remember when the situation happened when he was 17? When he was dealing with his brothers, okay, the time has passed, right? And look at now what is happening. Now he is basically second in command of this thriving uh place, right? And so in the interpretation of the dream, um, that uh, you know. Uh, pharaoh has there's an interpretation that a famine is going to come to all of the surrounding regions a famine is going to come and happen and so you know egypt needs to prepare for this they need to kind of keep things bundled up and safe for that during this time of famine they'll have enough to, you know to to feed um, themselves and so um, pharaoh puts him in charge joseph now is in charge now listen if this does not remind you of the dream that he had when he was 17 years old i don't know what else Does Now watch, this is not the end of the story. Joseph's glory is actually not in him reigning. Joseph's glory is in the fact that God used his broken situations, his broken relationships. He used what was intended to destroy him. He used what was intended for evil, what seemed like it was getting worse and worse and worse, to put him in a position to now be the one to provide for the very people. Listen, the very people that backstabbed him god does not work one way he works many ways and so god is not just for one person he's for many people god does not just want one person saved; he wants all to be saved he wants all to know his love and his truth That he had to do a work in his brothers because the work was not finished yet that bitterness and that anger and that jealousy and that resentment that they had god had to deal with that too now listen listen Joseph is now in a position where he's second of command, he's ruling, he's reigning, but he had a really hard, um, you know, work through that, right? He ended up getting married, he ended up having kids, he even named one of his kids um, uh, something interesting. One of the meanings of his one of his children is for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. This is the same land that I suffered, but this is still the same land that I prosper because God gave me a vision and I believe that it would come to pass and it has come to pass. Now watch this situation go down further. So from verse uh, from chapter 34 on to 33 to 34, reaching up to 35, there's a, a c- series of events that take place. Okay, A famine was coming. Famine came. Right? Famine came. All neighboring regions started going to Egypt because it was the central hub. It was the only place that like stored stuff. So now people were buying food and resources and things from Egypt. They had to go. And guess who had to go to Egypt? His brothers had to go to Egypt because his dad was like, hey, there's a famine. We got nothing. I know that there's something happening in Egypt. Y'all gotta go and travel to Egypt. And I bet you when they heard that the word Egypt, they trembled, right? Because it made them re- it remind them of what they did. they had no choice they had to go and now listen joseph also had a blood brother remember i told you some of the brothers are step related right he had a a blood brother his name was benjamin benjamin was left home with the dad right but the rest of the brothers they went to egypt and guess what happened joseph looked completely different now right he's all egyptian now he got a different he speaks a different language they don't recognize him but joseph recognizes his brothers and the moment that he does he goes and he weeps and he's crying listen this is emotion this is raw this is real he after 20 some years he sees the very people that uh, arguably hurt him the most but he's overcome with emotion because you know what you know what he probably realized in the moment is that everything that I went through actually positioned me to bless you Everything that I went through, the pain and the suffering, actually positioned me to provide a way for you because God's plan, His ways are greater than our ways, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yes, I right now have everything that I need, but God knew that I also needed this repair in this relationship. That I needed my brothers with me, that I needed my family with me, and listen, and a series of events take place. They still don't know that it's Joseph, and they have to go back and they have to bring Benjamin and Jacob to dad. He's like, I don't want to let go of Benjamin, but they finally, you know, bring Benjamin, and and all these different situations and interactions start happening. But listen, once Joseph finally reveals his identity to his brothers, bro, they start bowing down, just like they said in the, just like God said in the dream that it would happen, and it's happening now before Joseph's eyes, and he's overcome with emotion. And guess what Joseph says to his brothers? Guess what he says to them? And he said unto them. And in in chapter 45, verse four, come near to me, I pray you, come near, he said. I am Joseph, your brother, who you sold in Egypt. Now therefore, don't be grieved, don't be angry with yourselves that you sold me, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years of the famine have been in the land and yet there are still five more to come in total seven, right? But God sent me before you to preserve a portion in the earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me here. I know you had a plan to kill me and to kill off my life, but God had a greater plan. And he made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all of his house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt, Ah, so that I could take care of you and your children's children and, and their children's children, right? And he's like, this is God's plan. You have to know That Joseph's response, you know, is almost. You have to know that he must have gone through a process of already forgiving his brothers before he even met them. Because he probably thought he was never going to meet them. He had no idea what God was doing in this life he was probably depressed and he was probably going through the different heaviness and emotions listen it is real the struggle is real but what I'm just trying to show here and what I think Joseph's life's beautifully paints is that though there are battles though there are fires though there are arrows that are coming against your life and coming against you if you would just abide in God if you would just remain in him if you would continue to have that mustard seed of faith and just hold on to him I promise you that God is working out in the ditches and the drenches he's working in the valleys he's gonna do a greater work and one day you will come to know and to see maybe what he is doing but listen just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that he's not doing it God can do all things he can do all things and Joseph went through this beautiful experience with his brothers where he could have had anger where he could have had revenge where he could have you know been so bitter but God was doing a work even in Joseph's heart. Listen, God cares for you. Amen.